Hello and welcome to Geekscant, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach, and tonight's uh, hosts are the Mayor Fort Wayne, Troy Sandlin. Greetings, one and all. And some Yahoo uh, named John Christian. Aras Salamni. Aras. Now, before we get started, Arise Salami. Arise. <laughs> salami. Arise. That, that is the exact uh, translation. Thank you for thank you for picking up on that. <laughs> Arise Salami. Can we we probably should never say that again. Ever. I don't know. I think we have a t shirt. Some some dragon buy that t shirt. Dragonlance Paladin. Like yeah. hands rise. Arise, salami, arise. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. No, I, I was going to say, uh, John, mm-hmm. I want to apologize to you. Because on Sunday's episode, you were not able to be with us because you were stuck out in the sticks with no, no internet connection. Mm-hmm. And I, I would feel remiss if I did not apologize for Zach and I's lack of busting your chops on that episode while you weren't here, you know, while you were absent as is usually the, mm-hmm. the case when you're not mm-hmm. here. We, I feel like know, I did my best. Like I, mean, I, gave I, a, I, I talked about us, you know, you know, unfortunately since John's here, we're going to have a regular normal episode of Kickstarter corner. There's not going to be any talk about, Playing cards that smell like fried chicken, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. That's probably one of my best ones. Y'all shut up now. You'll, yeah, I mean, be... we 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 did a little bit, but you know, it was it was all condensed. It wasn't spread throughout uh, the episode yeah. like mm. we usually do. So, I just wanted to extend the an apology for, yeah. for for mm. for, th- for that, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we could make up for it tonight. I'm sure you will. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can count on you. I, I knew I, I know I can. I'm I like I've got the days, by the way, like in my in my phone here. Let's see here. Fifty days to winter fantasy, which is gonna be chop bust a thon part two. That's I know it's gonna I'm gonna get the like the, the harassing. <laughs> the harassing. Yeah, the harassing. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. There's a good group of folks gonna be uh good good geeks can't community gonna be at uh yeah, winter fantasy awesome. this year, so I'm super happy. Yeah, uh, uh, Kirk saying that the last episode was very disappointing and also yeah, the shortest, shortest episode. episode ever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's yeah. totally my fault. I mean, they usually go long because of me. They do. That, we're not going to argue with you, deny it. <laughs> you, uh, said it. <laughs> you said it. We agree. It's on, uh, record. Well, it's on record. Is that the cold open now? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just going into the archive. Right. Hey, do we have any news for the for today? Anybody got anything? Uh, let's see. I thought I did have news. Oh man, yeah, there was like something that was kind of kind of like out there in the in the echo sphere. But I, I'll, it'll come to me. Do you guys have anything in particular that you wanted to t- touch base on? No, I, I, uh, drag the dragon editor in chief, uh, Ken, uh, Kim oh, Mohan yeah, passed Mohan. away. Yeah. Mohan yeah. Uh, passed away this week, which is man, you want to talk about a ripple effect across the community? <sighs> like of the creators just came out of the woodwork, especially in social media. From where I, where I can tell, they yeah. man, they mm-hmm. had a huge, huge impact on the on the. Uh, on the hobby and on the community. Mm-hmm. And so you want to talk about just some mm-hmm. hurt hearts out there. And so, 
thoughts and prayers go out to the to that family and to the rest of the community for the loss. It's a, yeah, it's a, no that's a heavy hit. Yeah, his name was one of the one of the first names I remember seeing repeatedly in in different publications and things like that. Aside from you know Gary, mm-hmm. but it was like yeah, because I, I mean I read Dragon Magazine as a kid and he was an editor there for a long time. Mm. But yeah, he had his he had his hand in a lot of yeah a lot of projects and and mentored a lot of people apparently. and mentored a lot of people, mentored yeah. so many. Mm-hmm. And just like touched a lot of lives, which is exactly the kind of legacy mm-hmm. you want to leave behind. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's dive into some of that legacy. Let's refill our drinks and let's talk about some Dragonlands. Let's do it. Put your money where our mouth is, or something. Let's restart. John, Troy, and myself get an itch to do some writing every once in a while, and when that happens, we publish it through World of Game Design. Head on over to store.wogd.com to find books like Oceanic Depths, Scrap Rats, and Motherload that feature design by your delightful and charismatic hosts. Again, that's store.wogd.com. All right, we're back, uh, and chat's already alive with people making Dragonlance characters. So yeah, night uh, uh, salami knights, salami knights. God, yeah. This is this is the um, this is the meme. Like <laughs> I feel like this entire episode is going to be a meme. The same meme, like of Patrick Stewart sitting by a fireside, like lifting up a cup, and it says, uh, "It says fly you fools," but it's attributed to. Uh, to Dumbledore, yeah, probably. I feel like that, it's like that's the meme of, for the entire episode. Is just going to be like, <laughs> well, how, I, much, I love- how much can you make like my eye twitch over bad dragon lancing? I love, I love that Ulysses' first dragon lance character is going to be called John Uth Wolf Dwarf Bane. Oh man, mm-hmm. like, that makes me hmm. happy. He must be a distant cousin of Derek Crownguard, shamed knight of Salamnia. Or salamia, or whatever. Nerd. Salamia. Salamia. Well, okay, so we've kind of already done an episode where we announced or we talked about Dragonlance, right? Mm. Like the iterations. But what we haven't done is talked about you got to premiere two two modules, uh, the first two creations uh, 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 at at packs and so we don't have now i know there's some people in the chat who are going to want to play through mm-hmm. those two uh uh adventures and the ones to come so we, we we'll keep it lightly spoiler free but that but you might get some themes or elements or notes maybe some 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 mm-hmm. some tasting notes uh for what for what's been put out and what's to come. So I don't think you're going to get your, your day ruined uh, by this episode, but just kind of keep in mind that we're going to talk a little bit about that campaign. Um, so uh, Troy, uh, I don't know what all you had in mind question wise or discussion topic wise, but I thought maybe we'd just start off with like, John, why don't you give us the elevator pitch for what is this? What are you imagining for this what could people expect out of what? So you, you put together the first two episodes. I know you have outlines mm-hmm. for the next several. Like, what do you expect out of this Dragonlance? Yeah, yeah. Series? I want to. I want to know kind of what 
what Zach is asking, like what what kind of are we looking at with your campaign, mm-hmm. and how does it tie into or maybe complement what's in the new book? Yeah, so I think the book's been out for about a good two weeks, both in digital form for some, physical form for everybody else now over the last week or so. So I think some of this is going to be, well, again, we'll try to be as spoilerless as possible with it. Uh, the timeline is almost exactly in parallel with the book, uh, at least at the very beginning. We may fast forward. We may slow things down quite a bit. No, no guarantees that it'll follow exactly in parallel. Will it cross the streams with the book? Probably not, honestly. Uh, I can at least tell you this much about the book. The majority of what happens in the book happens in the nation of Salamnia, which is kind of like the big Western medieval spot in the continent of Ancelon on the world of Kryn, which is in the Dragonland setting, right? So Salamnia is like the main nation where the, the Knights of Salamnia are. A lot of really, really big events happen there. Battle for the High Claris Tower, the Battle for Palanthus, yada, 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 all that good stuff. So the northern part of the nation is where a lot of the stuff happens in the book. So, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in the south that's not super, super detailed out. That gives us some uh, some wiggle room with not to upset too many like uh, of the uh, the the canon nerds out there like myself, right? Um, so a lot of it happens in southern Salamnia near the borders of like Lemish and uh, Throt. And things like that too. So um, that's kind of like in the timelines. I, won't, I don't want to get specific about where where we are in the timeline just yet, but like the, it, at least for, for those that have read the books or are familiar with them or you're starting to play them out, it's around the same time, almost exactly the same time. Um, theme wise, um, I don't know. We like what Zach Troy and I were talking about this from the outset. I think Zach, I'll, I'm going to give Zach the credit where credit's due on this. That. Um, uh-huh kind of playing like playing the greatest hits is what it feels what i really wanted to try to do with this not necessarily to like steal anything from the original books but necessarily but my my primary goal uh personal goal with this is is not for anything for myself but i want to try to bring as many people to to the setting as i can and i want them to fall in love with it if you love it already i'm i hope that there's enough in here that i've like the love letter that this is going to turn. I hope this is going to turn out to be to where you see how much I, I want it to honor everything that Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman and, and Laura Hickman really. And all like the, the four horsemen, like Larry Elmore and Keith and, and the rest of them that like kind of everybody that the brain trust of TSR back in the eighties in that, that put this thing together, like could honor them. But what I really, really wanted to try to do is on ramp people into the setting and I kind of looked at, well, the things about the books that I loved so much from whenever I was a kid, these themes, these kind of like not exactly the same stuff, but like when you played, you're playing somebody else's characters in the original modules. It's like you have to be Raceland and Gold Moon and Tika and yada, yada, yada. Those, that's it. And whenever a new module came up, it's like here are the characters yeah. you have to run through. And then it's like, and we're going to run it exactly like this, right? I wanted people to have that similar experience to those original modules in a different story that's in the same very familiar space, and that but it's 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 unique, right? It's not again. It's I say playing the the greatest hits. It's not again it's no yeah, rehash yeah. here, right? But the same kind of notes 
I want it to be feel familiar. So that when the people like, I read this, oh, this is my experience. I like, this is my part of the war of the Lance. And there's all these things that are super familiar. And then I want people to read, to play the game that have never played, knowing nothing about Dragonlance, read the books. And I'm like, Oh, this is like when we played the thing and we did that one adventure and the guy showed up and then the bad guy did the thing. Oh, that's kind of like that. Right. That's cool. That's cool. And so really like, again, I don't want to steal anything. Um, I just want to honor it and I want people to fall in love with it. So kind of like from a themes perspective, um, when I was really trying to flesh this out mentally, what I wanted to accomplish, that's kind of the vision is to bring as many new players as possible to keep the torches lit. Now you said, you said this is an homage. This is, this is, you know, playing the greatest hits and you mentioned the location Mm -hmm. in the world that this takes place in. Um, I'll be the, uh, you know, like I'll be the voice of the dragon, I, uh, the dra- dragon Lance neophyte here. I'll mm-hmm. say like, all right. So we, I know where it's located. In, and I think that was a great description of, of, of kind of helping place me. And I know we're playing the greatest hits. What are the greatest hits of dragon Lance in John's eyes? Oh man. The greatest hits are going to be things like the battle of the high Claris tower is like universally from what I like. People want something similar to that. The, and I'd say people like the fans that I've talked to both in person and online and in social media, the battle of the high Claris tower is this really big turning point, like this massive battle where good or evil could have won. And it could have, it, it marked a, t- a turn in the tide of this big war that's happening. Right. And so really Dragonlance, I, th- I kind of will use Joe Manganello's description of it. It's, it really is like the dr- like star Wars of D and D where it's, mm. it's not about this, like the war is not already over and you're dealing with the aftermath, like with Eberron and it's not heating up. Right. Or it's not like this thing that you have to worry about and you have to stop from happening too late. It's going to happen. Right. And so really the, the main thrust, the kind of like the classic space in Dragonlance is like, this is world war two almost or world war one. Right. Like mm-hmm. this really big thing, 350 years of recovery since an apocalypse. And then all of a sudden, like things get really white hot again. Ancient evils come back and they wreak havoc on the land. The gods return, yada, 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 spoiler alert. Um, and so, yeah, I think that like some the greatest hits are things like um, lost, lost, uh, lost magic, lost uh, artifacts that are recovered. The like finding faith, finding uh like faith is a really important thing in, in Dragonlance, right the gods are important I, I, be, I would argue they're probably more important than any other setting that i've, I've ever read at least right they, they don't just take the forefront as characters they take the forefront in their importance in the cosmology and in the mythology of the of the setting um and so like the gut where the gods are and the mm-hmm. political infighting that happens in the skepticism and suspicion and the way people treat one another and they hate one another in the very beginning. And then they kind of like everybody has to agree the greater evil is X. And so now we have to galvanize ourselves and put away our, our old biases and prejudices from one another. And we have to do this other thing over here. Oh, hopefully that helps. That's a decent, yeah, less great non, non rambly response. I'm good at those. <laughs> So, so we've already got a, a, a note in chat, and I'm going to turn that note into a question. Okay. Um, so uh, someone in chat saying, super excited to take a 
character from level one to level 20 in Dragonlance. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a little bit about your initial thoughts on it. I don't know where you are currently, but what is the, like, not maybe the story aspect, but what is the module plan for this Dragonlance? Yeah, so I think it's fair to say that the first bit is just going to get everybody up to speed when it comes to, like, the power that you're going to have in the, when it comes to, like, the level, right? It's to get you to level five, effectively. Not to like speed you up there or anything like that by any many means, but the initial idea is to have like a mid band that you sit in for a while instead of like every single time you have to level up or you get to level up or anything like that. It's like, cause if we're talking about like staying true to the setting, one of the things that Dragonlance is not is a high powered, as, as much as it may seem like it on paper, Dragonlance. Like they literally, if you hit level 18 in Dragonlance, the gods pluck you out of the world because you are way too powerful because you will upset the balance. Your power will upset the balance. And there are these weird exceptions that happen here and there, like like certain someones that are like the, the anti-hero of, of Dragonlance. I roll my eyes at this one character. Everybody knows who I'm talking Lord's about. Lord Soth? Yep. That's not it at all. It's <clears throat> oh, fine okay. though. Uh, no, Raceland is what I'm talking about. It's like, he's like the Wolverine. <laughs> of the of Dragonlance where like everybody loves the bad boy kind of thing. I just roll my eyes and whisper mm-hmm. that how much I love Sturm <laughs> to mm-hmm. myself. But uh but, but for Sturm. Um yeah it's like but level 18 is huge. Huge. And so most of the like 12 is like the a big deal. Like the the yeah. head of the knighthood period is level 12. And so the idea is not to just race towards a tier three character, but to sit inside of that tier two band for a while and just not worry. So like not race towards like a ding or, you know, like another bonus or another proficiency bonus or a feat or anything like that. But like the narrative and the characters are the most important thing. And if I can make, if you can make the, the narrative and the story compelling enough and the characters compelling enough, then you can still satisfy your crunch crunch lords out there with you know fun interesting conflicts and combats and things like that too without having to like you don't have to be at tier three in order to do that though that's kind of like mm-hmm. the hope the, the the philosophy on that at least i can i can definitely appreciate that because that was one of the things as good as the oracle of war campaign was the one thing that really kind of ground my gears about it being a, an Eberron fan mm-hmm. is in that setting. There's like hardly any double digit levels, mm-hmm. you know, as far as NPCs, because they've all been, you know, they've just gotten out of this hundred year war. And it's, I, it's yeah. every man. It's more of an every man kind of setting. You know, they, they talk about like, well, but magic is so prevalent. It's like, yes, but it's technology. Mm-hmm. They even, they have, they struggled with that in the campaign, even with having the Lord of the Blades being the ultra bad guy. And he's like mm-hmm. level, he's like CR 12 or whatever. Right. right like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they made that campaign go from levels one to 20, I think is a huge misstep mm-hmm. because that's not what that game or that's not what that setting is about. Like you said, it's not a race of getting from level one to 20. Like mm-hmm. it might be in like a forgotten realms type setting mm-hmm. because you just don't have that. Yeah. Everything is so much more reachable. Yeah. And Dragonlance is a lot like that too, right? Like 
if you had level 20 characters just rolling around a whole party full of them, then it really diminishes the threat of the the bad guys that are in this thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it uh, or you have to amp them up. Well, sure, but it's yeah. kind of like it's an arms race at that point. Yeah. You know, like let, let me pump more hit, hit points into this. Let me do more. Yeah. Let me add additional di- dice damage or anything like that. Which to me is a it's a That's placebo. What, you know, yeah. placebo mm-hmm. like fix for it. Um, yeah. Whereas to me, it's uh, the like the, the, the I I like level one levels one through five. I understand that not everybody's like that. I think level two is a to me at least is a nice happy medium for play where you got cool tools, you got bells and whistles with your character. They're distinguished from other fighters, wizards, yada, yada. Cause they're, they're like getting inside of their, their wheelhouse with what, like a forge cleric or a conjurer wizard or anything like that. So you're starting to, you're starting to get your like specialization is starting to shine really without it yeah, being wait, ridiculous. Wait, at level, at level two. No, no. Uh, tier two. Okay. Okay. I was like, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. So you said level two. I'm like, I didn't mean to say tier two. That's what I meant to say. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for catching that. But no, I I don't think Remember folks, remember folks, John still hasn't read the core books yet. (laughs) Just the, just the dungeon master's guy. Yeah. yeah, He read the dungeon master's guy. He just doesn't doesn't read anything. Uh, Ulysses uh, is asking in chat and I'm going to rephrase this question again. So, mm-hmm. so w- w- sticking on this topic of, you know, advancing characters and what is a character supposed to be like in Dragonlance, he's mm-hmm. asking, are, do you have, do you know that there, you've already ran two modules, you know, kind of how that's going to go, but are there special rules that you've put in place for the Dragonlance campaign for character creation? Uh, so that is still being sussed out technically, like some were sold. Wizards is supposed to have some guidance and documentation and stuff like that. If I'm, if I'm not, I don't know if that's like under the radar or what for essentially for shadow of the dragon queen, right. For, for AL play. Um, and so we're still trying to figure some of that stuff out on the back end. Exactly. Now the way that to, I'll, to Ulysses specific question, I'll, I'll be more specific about it. Cause I think that'll, that'll help me answer that a little bit, a little bit easier without giving anything away. How are clerics handled? Because for those of you that are not familiar with Dragonlance, the gods haven't answered prayers in 350 years. The skies are silent. And um, so whenever you start the game, when you start re- when you read the books, the gods are gone and they're still not answering prayers. And so how do you play a cleric in a Dragonlance campaign at level one or whatever? Do you get to use any of your divine powers? Go ahead. I'm going to offer a suggestion here. Hit me. Knowing Ulysses and knowing what sort of things he enjoys, Ulysses, mm-hmm. pick a cleric, but do not pick a domain mm-hmm. and play the first adventure. You will not be disappointed. Yes. That is a great, it is, it, it, you will have a fantastic time mm-hmm. playing a cleric that is not yet, uh, you know, an acolyte or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. that, that is not yet uh, selected domain. Perfect way to experience that first adventure. Yeah, so... And so the way that it's written, what I can say is that, uh, what because this has been asked quite a bit, it's like, what do I do with my cleric, right? My, oh man, my very, very careful tap dance response is, I got you covered. Yeah. Play the prelude. Yeah. And play, that. And yeah. play the prelude and don't sweat it. Just enjoy it. Love it. Just just enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the ride from there, right? Uh, and then, uh, and that's about all I'll really say about that. It's covered. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. definitely like a lot of this was like very, very thoughtful. It's one of my favorite. 
it's one of my favorite things about that prelude adventure is that um, it it covers things, but it also get it, 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 it's not your typical prelude mm-hmm. adventure. There's some interesting, cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like that's uh, if we're kind of like talking about each one individually, I guess we could probably do that too. So the prelude, the entire purpose, it's only a, it's a two hour um, adventure, and it it is an on ramp to the setting. Right. There's like the the prelude was the best, my best effort for good or for ill, my best effort to bring, to pull, lure people into the setting that had never played it before, but then tip my hat at every opportunity that I could to the, the players that have, like I said, kept the beacons lit for the last, you know, 30, 40 years playing Dragonlance, reading the books and things like that. So the, it was a very, very delicate edge to dance across to satisfy both. But the ultimate purpose for it was to, for, was again, for those, the, like the, the newbies, the neophytes and the ones that are like either, they read it like 30, 40 years ago and they've forgotten about a, a lot of it. And to kind of like end this like this, instead of it just being a lore dump and like them just being like, like a bunch of weird names that they don't know and context that they have, like a zero context, like and go it's it's trying to build into something and i'll kind of leave it at that one for the prelude at least hmm. I, I have to say um cuz i read i read the 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 first two trilogies as a kid as mm. you know, when they came out mm. um and loved them i thought they were great mm. uh and that was always something that stuck with me was you know how that was set up with you know the gods have been silent for for hundreds of years um there's no healing magic you mm. know this and that and this and that and it was like in in you kind of keep you kind of go back to that when you think about the setting it's like oh man how would you do that because you know, there's no clerics there's no paladins there's no no this and no that when you when you think about it and a lot of people get stuck on that but and that's great for a book that's great for a mm. novel series but for a a role playing game, it when you think about it, it's like man, that really sucks. Mm. And I think the way you addressed it and handled it is very cool. Awesome. Um, it just it 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 wasn't. It's not ham fisted, mm. and and it, and it does not in any way feel like you're placating anyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Hopefully that inspires even more people to try to play it because I mean it's just it's like oh well that makes sense mm-hmm. that's cool I don't mm. I don't feel like you just kind of threw me a bone <laughs> kind of a, kind of a kind of an easy out it's it was a it's like well duh why yeah. didn't I think of that you know that mm-hmm. it, it, it's one of those situations where you're just kind of like. I'm an idiot. <laughs> now, now, so, 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 you, you haven't just created the first two, and you don't have a plan, and you don't just have a plan. You've actually premiered those first two modules, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I honestly have very little knowledge of how that went and uh, at PAX and what, if anything, you pulled away from that that was interesting or feedback or you know did 
like what what was that ex- what was that like to to premiere those two and and how were they received? I'll start with the prelude. So I ran the prelude four times, so an eight, an eight hour total, right? Uh, four two hour increments, um, and I had a really great mix of kind of like on a scale of one to ten, like. One pe- people being like not interested and don't know about Dragonlance at all. Ten being like, you know, put this, per- this person in a padded room; they know too much. Kind of a kind of an end of the spectrum. I probably sat it around between like a two and a five, like the, it's the tier one and twos, right? Essentially, like not the tier three, foaming at the mouth. And so that was cool because at the end of every session, they were like, "I want to know more," and I was like, "That's it." I'm like, "Did you have fun?" Yes, good, great. Do you want to know more about it? Yes, please. Do you have it? Like, what books do I need to read? Which ones do I need to read first? Or do I need need to read a source book? Should I read The Shadow of the Dragon Queen? Yada yada. Like, and that was great. It was like the in the ten minutes I had until the next the next table, or the ten minutes that they had to get to their their next table. It was the trying to like cram in as much like read the first trilogy, or and then don't stop there because it's gonna be like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's really simple. The writing's like. It's it's not te- it's not great, but it's it's good. It's really solid. Like get to the next trilogy because it's even, like one of the twins trilogy or is even better. Like having those conversations with them and even some of the folks that hadn't read the books in a while and weren't familiar with things are like, oh, dude, I remember who that is. Oh my god! And that was like the you know, like the little Easter eggs whenever they would their eyes would light up. Oh man, that was like freaking magic for me at least, right? And then of what I've heard from the other other DMs that were running games were. They liked that it was very character driven, uh, very narrative. It's not like narrative, a narrative straitjacket necessarily, but the prelude at least is very narratively driven. It's very, it's very, it focuses on story and characters and like combat is not an afterthought necessarily, but it's like, it's not the main thrust or main purpose of it. It's not for you to have like a, a two hour long engage or a combat engagement, right? Uh, I felt like it did. It went really well. I got positive feedback. I haven't gotten a lot of super negative feedback from any of the DMs at all. Only po- mm-hmm. positive so far. Some little tweaks here and there for because um, essentially I wrote the, the the prelude. A lot of it is like I want to make sure that the DMs understand what I'm trying to go for with it. So like the little DM box text is really important. Like this character's motivations are X, Y, Z. And when you role play them, these are the things that kind of focus on. And this is why this part is really important and things like that. Mm-hmm. So just little tweaky type stuff that I'll end up having to make to it just so that it reads better and that they can kind of glom onto it really, uh, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool. And then the Epic, uh, I admin the Epic twice. So that was another eight hours. And that was, man, I had a, I had a blast. I like, I, I loved, I loved the characters anyway, which is a total, I don't know if that's, hopefully that's not like prideful, but like, I already loved the characters that kind of put together. Uh, and there, and, but one of them in particular, when I first wrote this character, uh, I'll go and I'll say it, Sir Emmon Bray. Whenever I first wrote this characters, uh, it was like, he was like the, he served, suited a purpose. He was a, a he served a purpose, but I wasn't in love with him necessarily. But over the course of that, of like, I um, he had like a lot of really big speeches or big dialogue parts, and, and man, I just got to I got to ham it up in the uh, as an admin, stand on to, on the the, the uh, on the the uh, the chair and just right. 
Dude, it was, I tried to be, I was so loud. I thought I was just screaming at the top of my lungs. And then Ginny's in the back, flapping her arms, saying, louder, louder, point your face over here. I'm like, oh my God. I'm just like, it's like, I'm like, there's no way I'm screeching. And, but, uh, but it was, it was great. And kind of had that like, uh, Braveheart speech moment in one of them, which I'm like, if I can do that at Winter Fantasy, that's, mm. uh, that's all I want to do is just be, mm. be Sir Evan Bray for the, for the entire weekend. Hmm. Um, but it seemed like it was really well received by the players. The players really enjoyed it. The DMs have got some things that like some not problems necessarily, but so again, some things that need to be tweaked. Uh, when we when you're running in really tight timelines like we were for the for packs unplugged, that's going to be that's going to happen. You're going to have some okay. stuff that you're going to have to go back to the drawing table or drawing board, and I don't think we're going to have to refactor it necessarily. We're just going to have to like again make tweaks, make minor adjustments here and there to make it more fun, make it flow better. Um, one thing, oh man, one thing that I learned uh, was, man, like mobility, accessibility for people. I did not think about that. There's an element in this in the games, in the session for the Epic where players get up and move around from one table to the next. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, and, but there are players that have a hard time getting up and yep. moving around like that. Yeah. And I, there's nothing in there for that. And so... Some people might like, well, that seems like overly sensitive to put something like that in a book. No, it's not. Uh, it's, when you sit there and you watch it happen, you're like, oh, shit, I did not think about this person or that person having a hard t- time getting from table X to table Y. Uh, we need to figure out how to do that and make it but easier you know what? for those players. Now that you, since you brought that up, mm-hmm. uh, I think what we talked about as far as a fix for that, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think it's a good fix, and I think it kind of makes – you know, because I mean that has that has got to feel, you know, a certain way to people when it's like everybody yeah. else is getting up and running around. And you're just kind of like, Ugh. right. But I think the fix that we kind of talked about definitely counteracts that, mm-hmm. and it makes and it. I think it you know makes up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's you know that little section is a time for people to really kind of self shine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't want to take that away from anybody, mm-hmm. especially in this, you know, in these games. That's what you, that's what we play for a little bit is to, you know, be that cool character, have that cool moment. And I think, I think that that workaround, not really workaround, it's just it's just being thinking more inclusive and taking those things yeah. into consideration. Yeah, I think that's and that's like I think people can get their hackles raised about like being oversensitive about things. But again, like when you watch it unfold, it it really, it makes you think I'm like, damn, I feel terrible. Mm -hmm. This person wanted to be engaged with this too. And they did like, there were a couple of people that they still got up and they moved as hard as it was on them to move from one table to the next. But I just don't, I'd like to your point though. I think that there, there are ways around that. It's hard to really know that it needs to be done until you watch it done. And now I know, and now I know for, for good. So in, in an Epic moving forward with other riders. I have that in the, in the back of my mind now, just a consideration that we need. It's not like it doesn't have to like dominate like the, your creative thrust in a, in a story or anything like that. It's something that you just need to consider as a right. part of mechanical component of, of what you're, because this is for public play. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that you try to, you know, you try to consider yeah, as many it, people as it doesn't it doesn't invalidate the idea that was had. Mm-hmm. It just forces 
the the creative person the creator of that to consider things that they hadn't mm-hmm. thought of and yeah. to make sure that it works. Yeah. And if you can't make it work, then you know throw it out. But otherwise it worked really, really well. I thought uh, people the players had fun, the the DMs were complimentary. Like I said, we've got feedback that will apply to the to the final product, but it was pretty good. I was I was pleased with it, all told. And again, just like hamming it up on a on a on a chair in the middle of it. That was great. That was great. Doing my best Idris Elba impersonation, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so what is, are you comfortable with saying like, what is the upcoming release schedule for mm-hmm. modules? Do you have an idea of like, all right, so we've got the first two. When are we looking to get the next one? The intent is to have them roll out monthly right now mm-hmm. but i mean to varying degrees of success based on um <coughs> some additional diet some additional dialogue that's happening on the back end right now that may we may have to refactor some of our timelines a little bit but the intention is to have one out every single month for cool. at least for the next year so you're nice. gonna the next one out it will be out in january roughly, mm-hmm. roughly january roughly january february intentionally January, February, the latest, and then it should be a rolling schedule for a monthly after that. Right. Yep. Sweet. And I know you kind of like was talking about how you kind of want to park in that tier two for a while, Mm -hmm. but that never told us how many adventures do you see this going? Is it going to be, you know, 15, get you to the top of tier three? Is it going to be 20 and get you to the top of tier three? How we, how many are you thinking? How many, how many on the outside? If it's like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if everything goes great, how many would be the maximum adve- adventures you would want in this campaign? If, if, if everything goes great, then we're talking about seasons. We're not talking about limits. Okay. Right. Uh, if, you know, if it goes gangbusters and people are chomping at the bit for more Dragonlance, whether it's, you know, in whatever capacity possible, we'll give the people what they want. So at the end of the year, if we've got 12, 15 adventures and people are like, give me more Dragonlance and the, the demand is high enough, then we'll, I'll go back to Dave and we'll we'll evaluate and we'll keep at it whether it's me that's running it or if, if we bring some and like i say me but uh alan my cohort alan patrick got to give him a shout out on this too alan's been really great i want to make sure that i say that publicly incredibly supportive very professional um like there's a reason why alan's he's been at it for as, as long as he has with the uh the al admin stuff and it's really been a boon to have him and his expertise and, and navigating that space more than anything else and like um his ex his experience has been really really helpful and honestly like i didn't i didn't know how much of a Dragonlance fan he actually was until like the last couple of months in particular where i'm like damn man mm. not only mm. does he have the stuff but he's read it and he's mm. like spitting dragon magazine uh articles from like 30 40 years ago I'm like what the i don't even know what i've never read this before at all so it's like his his pedigree is definitely there too so i just want to make sure that i say that too as much of this is like focused on me i think that it's really important to to shout out alan because he's been an incredibly mm. 
key component in getting these adventures out or getting the epic out in particular. So, so helpful in making sure that that was really well polished. And it's really great to have somebody that's not just passionate about the setting, but is passionate about putting out a really, really quality product and not handing off anything that's like, we had to get this out as quickly as possible. This is the best that we could do, right? Mm-hmm. We'll put the extra hours in together if we need to in order to make sure that that happens. So like I said, I want to make sure that he got a the, the appropriate shout out because I really appreciate all of his help. Cool. That's great. Wow, that makes me happy. Awesome. Well, that's that that's that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that Dragonlance was going good and that we got exciting things in store. I wanted to hear about packs and Mm. You got to hear about packs. Um, Troy, is there anything else that we should ask before we start drawing this to a close? Yes. Mm-mm. I want to know out of, out of all the sessions that you ran or admin or just was in the, in the room for spoiler free. Mm-hmm. What is the, best or the coolest thing you witnessed happen in one of these adventures is is Mm. there something that that a player did or a dm did that just made it just so awesome that you're kind of like oh man and then we had this one player and he and they did this man that's tough do you have that do you have one of those moments do you have like a uh a Sturm on the parapets kind of mm. story or, or anything like that. I have, uh, I can't say anything is like particularly specific because the one thing that I'm thinking about, I just had a really phenomenal table that was, that were about uh, like six players at the table. Three of them were clueless about Dragonlance until they, until they sat down. The other three were, you know, like there was one person that was like a Dragonlance nerd. Like that had, mm-hmm. that was like into it and knew it, and the other two were like the the mid level, but all of them were invested, like every single one of them. All of them were super engaged, and it's like the second half of the prelude was some of my favorite, like from one of my favorite hour and a half, hour to an hour and a half of of play, just because they were so invested in that la- that back half which yeah. again without without being like i don't want to give anything away but they were just like they wanted as much out of that as i had wanted whenever i wrote it that so as it's like unfolding they're like they were so not ex- excited is not the right word they just were so freaking engaged in it and that was oh my god it was that was awesome I remember when, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when you were holding that and you're like, ah, trying to adjust time frames and like, how mm-hmm. do I, how do I make sure that we budget enough time? I'm like, you need to dump as much time as you can into this section because yeah. it will, it will absorb everything. Right. Yeah. And that's it's definitely great. like, yeah. like if you really want to enjoy it, it's going to be three hours, not two. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Cause between yeah. even that first half, first half is is good. It's really, yeah. really good. And it yeah. says everything that it needs to say, but that back half, man, like it is just like from the, like from the the very end of the first part, like the last like 10 minutes ish, right. Where it kind of leads into this, the second half of the adventure, the prelude, there's just like, you soak it up with a biscuit. Mm. 
was good stuff. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there for sure. Fun stuff. That's and they great. just did. That was like, that was the best part about it was these players that really inhabited the moment mm-hmm. for, for lack of a better way of saying it. They're just, they, yeah. they were, I don't feel like it was anything that I did. They just had an opportunity to do something that was really, really cool yep. with it. And they, t- they took it, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, one of the things that I, I'd l- I'll add this to. So one of the things that I think really helped out quite a bit, was putting together a primer for dragon Lance that we handed out to the players ahead of time mm-hmm. and let them read through if they wanted to at their leisure while they're sitting there, you know, like while players were, getting to the table. If you want to read this through this really quick, if you don't know anything about it, it's just a one pager that handout really, really helped with a lot of the players kind of getting, getting up to speed and knowing exactly where things were in the world and kind of like what the, what the stakes were without really knowing what the story stakes were at the, that table at the time that really helped out quite a bit too. I think that helped the, like with that, that table in particular, they mentioned that quite a, a couple of times was that having those handouts were helpful. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I I couldn't agree more. I think that was a really useful document. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, hey, before we before we wrap up this episode, I feel like I would be remiss. I was saving, and I realized just in the last couple moments that I had saved this, and I <laughs> I was on the precipice of forgetting. Um, but when you went to Dragonlance, uh, to Pax and to Dragonlance, uh, I went to a local con. Mm-hmm. And did some stuff, and I just you know just a couple moments to kind of give yeah. uh, credit where credits due over there. So it's uh, kind of close that out. Um, uh, went to a con called Midwest Game Fest and did some panels, and um, it's there in Kansas City. Um, but what I wanted to talk about real quick was, um, I took my my nine year old son Sherlock to it, and. Uh, we met my brother-in-law there, and we sat down and we played the intro module to Spelljammer, mm. which was um, the Spelljammer Academy um, module, uh, Flurry of the Flumps, I think is what it's called. And uh, uh, this was my first foray into that season, quote unquote, of uh, AL, the, the Spelljammer mm-hmm. AL content. And um, we had a really I, I thought a pretty good DM. Uh, uh, he had a lot of fun resources, the digital screen to put your minis on and all mm-hmm. that. Um, and uh, I, I guess I, what I want to do in two parts is say that um, I think that adventure is really interesting. And um, I definitely walked away from that table being impressed with what uh, what they were doing in that adventure with Spelljammer and with what a what a module could be. Um, it isn't trying to completely reinvent the wheel, but uh, I just kind of wanted to give some notes that like um, that module is challenging. And I really liked that. And my son really liked that first true D and D experience. And there was we were close to a TPK. That was exciting. Um, and I was impressed by it for a level one adventure, yada, 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 really great, um, really engaging. And the other thing that I wanted to note was just like, I, th- I think I've told you guys this already, maybe, but like they gave, they give every magic item plus the kitchen sink as a reward for that module, hmm. like literally, literally per, per character, 
three potions, uh, a spell scroll, um, uh, 182 gold pieces, uh, a javelin of lightning. Oh my lord. Uh, and three story awards. And I think we missed a story award. So I think you could have gotten 10 things if you, if we would have, you know, pulled the right lever that one time. But yeah, <laughs> it was, it felt like just a fire hose of loot. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like they would never do this in other AL. They would never let you have a million mm. items. But my, my son really like went nuts over it and just loved this deluge of cool stuff that we sure. got. Right. So, um, I thought that was very interesting. I had a good time with it. Um, I would, I would recommend playing it if you have an opportunity, if you haven't yet, I'm, I know I'm late to the party, but I liked that adventure, um, uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and I would have, I, uh, uh, I'm glad that, glad that we tried that out. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to, I need to go look and see who wrote it. What was the team? Who's the team that put it together? Because, um, I think they did some weird stuff and, uh, I'd be curious to see how uh, it, it, it feels wrong to say how they got away with it, but I think that's what I'm going to stick with. Like, how did you get away with this many cool things in one module? Um, it was a lot. Anyhow, that's that's really uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's really what I had. Yeah. No, I love I love that you took your kid. You took Sherlock with you. So so and what was his first? Uh, aside from he's played D anD D before, right? Just like rules light versions of D anD D, not like a true like here's a character sheet D anD D with like a full awesome. character, like a full you know skills, ability scores, modifiers, yada yada yada, right? Did he seem pretty timid at the table with a with a bunch of other adults, or did he just go in whole hand? Yeah, we had a full table, seven players, um, and he was a little apprehensive at the beginning. Um, and I, I would say that our DM was good. He definitely wasn't a, someone who was really trying to engage with the kid at the table. Right? He he was inclusive, but he wasn't he wasn't trying to draw him out. Right. Um, so I think the first like 30 minutes or so, uh, were, were, he was a little timid, but when we hit the first combat, he had kind of engaged a little bit before that, but once we hit the first combat, then he was kind of sucked in. And then when we mm -hmm. hit the second combat, he was, you know, very, a player just right along with everybody. He picked up all the rules very quickly. You know, he, he played a wizard and he was casting spells legally, right? Like he understood mm -hmm. like. These are spell slots. This is what these spells can do. This is their ranges. This is what a spell save DC like what here's to hit. Like he understood all that. Uh, he understood skill checks. He rolled skill checks. He he learned what attacks of opportunity means during the game, and 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 almost almost bit the dust. Uh, uh, but you know, by the end of it, he's oh, javelin of lightning. You know, like <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, it turns into a lightning bolt. Yeah, that, that that's right. That with the with the DMs like, oh, you you know, there's he, part of the loot is the javelin of lightning. He's like, 
I want that. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't know if the GM was supposed was going to like give it out like as an award per character or if it was like one javelin of lightning. And so Sherlock's like, I want a, I want the javelin of lightning. I'm like, hey, you're a wizard. Calm down. Like this wizard doesn't need a javelin of lightning. Let's find out what happens. Yes, he he's does. Like, he's like, he's like, well, it's magic, isn't it? <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Fair point. There is. Fair point. You know what? Um, yeah. I thought it was hilarious, though. It started off with a perfect track because I tried to get him to play a, um, uh, 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 what's the bug people that I can't think of? The Thrycreen. Uh, Thrycreen fighter. And he's like, no, I want to play a wizard. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he, he plays this human wizard and he's sitting there and, you know, he's, I said, well, the part we had pre-gens, and I'm like, hey, the part that you still have to fill out is your character name. And he's like, ah, I, I don't know what my character name should be. And I, he ended up having a good one. I don't remember what it was. But I said, hey, what about Lucian? Because Sherlock likes wolves and things like that, right? I'm like, what about Lucian? And he looked at me like he knew I was trying to play towards his interests. And he looked at me, he's like, not Lucian. Like, <laughs> you're giving me too much here, right? So he, he, not Lucian. And then the at the first two minutes of the adventure, they're like, "Oh, you enter a wizard's tower. You go up to your employer. Your employer is a wizard named Lucian." <laughs> he looked over. At me. He looked over at me like I had to have planned it. And I was like, "I uh, no, I I was not trying to pull one over on you. That was just." Beautiful. This is this is your dad knowing how D and D works. Right? Like, all <laughs> <laughs> wizards are named Lucian. All wizards are named Lucian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. He 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 finished up. So that was supposed to be a two hour mod. We we chose to do a, a extra encounter, and so it ended up being three hours. Mm. Um, and he he finished up those three hours. And yeah, thanks for playing. See you guys later. Sherlock sit up. He's like. So can we go sign up for another game right now? Like that's that was his reaction, which I was happy about because sometimes kids, you know, they get so crazy and they, you know, they want to go do something. He's like, oh, let's just stay here and play some more. So that was good. That's cool. Very I cool. love that. Yeah, absolutely. Where to go, Dad? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it la- if it sticks. Uh, right. It definitely was a good good first first round. So. All right. Well, we, I think we've managed to pull off uh, uh, another reasonably long episode uh, for Girk. Um, just under an hour, I think, is what we've mm-hmm. actually ended up at. So, short episode. Um, <laughs> you remember the days when an episode was thirty minutes? Mm, I remember those. Do you, do you remember the days that we that we sweat over trying to figure out and make them? You know, where we're worried about. It's like, are we going to have enough content to fill this thirty minutes? Oh my lord. <laughs> Do, do you think we'll have have enough? And then it was like, man, we have to, we have to pull. We're back. gonna start pulling it back. We gotta pull it back. <laughs> we'll like, it in. No. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, with that, let's look towards the future. So, I don't know. We haven't yet confirmed if we're gonna live stream next week on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's still a, a. Yeah. Remember the days of no rails. Um, uh, the we're still rails uh, light. That's right. Um, I don't know what we'll do on Sunday if we if we pop in, but it'll be something fun, probably something holiday ish or festive in some way. Um, my gut tells me that you got maybe one more episode in in the show before we we take a break for the holidays. We'll see. 
Yeah, that'd be, um, be a good idea. But um, so we'll do our best to either stream on Sunday or Tuesday, one of those two. But but that'll probably be the 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 capstone for the year. Um, I will say that we're looking at some fun things to expand the content um, in some interesting ways in 2023. Um, I don't think this format is changing. I think that there'll be maybe something added. So um, I'm excited about that, and we're going to continue to explore that and see what we can come up with. Um, but um, I think this is going pretty well, so we're just going to maybe mosey on. But but If it ain't broke. Don't fix it, yeah. Um, <laughs> you hear that? If it ain't broke. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh all right. Well, with that, um Girk, Ulysses, baptized in plus, um, and uh the GZ that was up in chat earlier. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. That was very nice. And I see some other lurkers, Rogue Girl and uh Matt, uh Flatter Channel, Drapsnat, Commander Root, Audacia. Um Appreciate y'all. You're not gonna uh, try to. You're not gonna try to pronounce Matt's last name. No, it's fine. It's Matt. in a familial I, way. Yeah, like, Matt, I want him to feel like I knew him well. So, Matt, are you in the chat? And are you in? And are you a real person? He's a real. He's he's a good friend of mine, Matt. Yeah. Is he? Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt's a good friend that you can't pronounce his yeah, last that's name. That's why you're using his, yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt, the, short, the, Matt the, is, the short version. No, Matt Matt is a great human being. and uh, <laughs> Definitely would, a human being. I would appreciate you, you know, staying off his back, Troy. No, I'm just, I would I would <laughs> Real love, person. Oh, my like gosh. The, well, because sometimes there's bots that sneak in. You just never know. And I just want to know. It's like could, a phonetic spelling of that, a pronunciation of that would be fantastic. <laughs> Because yeah, I couldn't do it. I could pronounce that. Hmm. Hmm. But I'm just, hmm. I'm just curious because I don't want to, I don't want to butcher butcher the person's name. I mean, that's that's not cool. That's not cool. Uh. Well. There oh he my is. gosh! Ah, mm, uh, there you go. I told you, real person, real person. Oh wait, person. okay. So. <laughs> oh, I get it now. So the. Oh, it's Matt Dunn, a.k.a. Talos. Talos. Mm. I was trying to put that all together, and I'm like, there's no freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, the Akitulos. Yes, got it. Perfect. But you know Perfect. what? Thanks, I'm gonna write that. Appreciate I'm going to write that down, because I think that's that should be Ulysses' character's name. Dunn Akitulos. No, the, you didn't. Appreciate you. That could be, Appreciate that could you, be like uh, a dragon uh, name. Uh, Donatelos. Uh, Troy struggles sometimes, and I appreciate you humoring him. I uh, do. Uh, thank you for yeah. thank you for humoring me and helping me. Yeah. Because, you know, there are times I I need some assistance. Yes, name a dragon after Be careful, uh, I might. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you play the uh the Dragonlance stuff, you may end up Maybe the Danactylos's dragon rider. Who knows? Struggles sometimes. Gert. Yeah, <laughs> all day, every day. There's a bus dedicated to Troy's struggles. Uh, yeah, and that comes from uh, the guy that uh, invented or actually became the term ass ramp. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle sometimes. <clears throat> well, I guess with that, uh, thank you all again for hanging out with us. Until next week, we'll see you next time. Play great games, everybody, especially in Dragonlance. Yeah, be safe, though. Those dragons are dragontastic. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. You messed it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Was that? that was the perfect ending. Get off me. <laughs> <laughs> it's dragon testing. It's dragon testing. Dragon testing.